0: Everything that you're consuming, like every like the media you've grown up with, everything and that's pushing you towards white women as the beauty standard.
1: Hello, this is Neem Talks Race, the interview series, and today I talk with Layla and Hana about beauty standards for women of color. I know I couldn't get people of other identities like indigenous or latino or pacific islander and there's a lot more identities I couldn't reach for this episode, but I still think that a lot of things were said that can be kind of talked about in general about women of color with obviously more specific experiences to the people I talked to in that episode. So, I hope you enjoyed. This is a two-part episode. This is the first part, and yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you guys for joining me today. We're going to talk about beauty standards for Black, Indigenous, people of color, particularly, particularly for women. I'm Tasneem. I use she-her pronouns, and I identify as Adeba Brown. Pass it off to Layla.
0: I'm Layla. I identify with she, her pronouns and I identify as African-American.
2: I'm Hana and I use she, her pronouns and I identify as biracial or Japanese.
1: Okay, cool. So the way this is going to go, we're just going to go through different topics and talk about them and obviously where personal experiences come up that will just come up and we can share them if we want to. So First one I want to talk about was brought up in the last podcast by Liam. Shout out Liam if he's listening. Um, it was the fox eye trend. And basically the trend is where a lot of models in particular or even like influencers are, put a- are pulling their eyes back and attempting to have this like sleek look. I mean, they're like reclaiming it as something that's like sleek and like just like cool. And a lot of Asian people in particular have been calling out these people for basically trying to make like Asian shaped eyelids like cool again when white people in general have been making fun of Asian people for their eyes. So I was wondering what you guys think of that. How do you feel? Are we surprised that like white people are taking things from other races and trying to make it their own thing and make it cool when they've been making fun of it. Cause I'm not surprised. But if anyone has thoughts on it, go ahead.
2: Um, for me, just because I'm part Japanese, um, being Asian, growing up, I was. I mean, me and like other classmates that were also Asian, we were made fun of a lot for like the shape of our eyes. It's pretty iconic racist joke. Um, but. I mean, just to be like straight to the point, the fox eye trend is just so messed up because growing up, um, I guess in Portlanders, like in the US in general, um, Asians, like the shape of our eyes are often made fun of. And so now like seeing influencers and just like a lot of white females in general use this to try to reclaim it or to make it cool again is just like so messed up. And I mean, I'm not surprised at all that it's a new trend.
0: for me I didn't even like realize at first which is what I feel like a lot of people like a lot of people have the same thing like because Mm -hmm. I can't personally identify with it since I don't have any Asian heritage like I didn't think about it as something like that would be offensive I thought that it was just a pose Mm -hmm. that was just kind of getting Mm -hmm. really popular and I just feel like that's exactly how they all feel about it. And they probably all feel that it didn't come, like, I feel like the, no one is really acknowledging that it does come from Asian, like, it's kind of, no one's acknowledging that it does come from Asian Heritage. And I think that, yeah, just because I really didn't realize at all at first, it's really easy for people to just ignore that whole side of things. I mean, yeah. but now that I've realized it feels so obvious Like, since I've been seeing videos about it, since I've been seeing people's posts about it, like, it feels so obvious. And I don't know how I didn't realize at first. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not really being completely shut out yet. Like, a lot of people are still doing it.
2: Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it at first either until I saw someone on like Instagram post about it. And I was like, oh, that is pretty messed up.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't notice it either until I saw this one photo of Emma Chamberlain when she was doing it. And I was like, okay, like now Mm -hmm. I see it because that one was like really intense. Mm -hmm. And that kind of segues into the next thing I wanted to talk about with celebrities in general, most notably the Kardashians and how a lot of celebrities tend to appropriate from different cultures and especially the Kardashians and Black culture, and even Asian culture, too, with, like, some of their outfits I've seen. But what do you guys think is harmful in particular about celebrities, them being in, like, the public eye, and in particular, white celebrities, um, and appropriating hairstyles or clothing or whatever it is from women of color and being able to, I guess either claim it as their own or make it seem like it's this new trend
0: i feel like with the kardashians in particular it's really just more damaging because they're really just empowering all of these other people to culturally appropriate because they do it again and again and again with so many different cultures and people keep saying stuff every time but they never really respond like and if they've responded it's been like a one sentence little like we we think it's fine like it's appreciation and then they just continue to do it and nothing happens like no one like they aren't canceled like nothing there are no like negative like like things that happen just because of their appropriation so i feel like that leads all of these other white people who are their fans to be like i mean doesn't seem like people really care that much i mean because yeah yeah i feel like it's just more damaging
2: I mean, just like they have such a huge influence and on social media, their following is so big that when they post stuff, everyone sees it. Like such a huge audience sees everything that they post. And I think what's harmful about it is that for me, there was this one thing that happened. Um, It was when Kim Kardashian was releasing like a underwear kind of line and she was at first calling it kimono. Mm -hmm. And I was like shocked because I read it and I was like, what the hell? Like, doesn't she have all these editors and so many people helping her? And literally no one told her. So then every I was just like, okay, well, if Kim Kardashian has all these people that are helping her, like, how does someone who doesn't have that, like, much influence, how are they gonna, like, get help? Or, I mean, if someone who has so much help doesn't realize and no one tells her or shouts out about it.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I also think yeah, that's just, like, really silly. If you're able to make that much money and you're, like, naming your brand and you can't, like, find at least anything wrong with it, like, why that's a bad name. Yeah, that's really silly. But I also think I agree with Layla. Like, I feel like so many people, have called them out on the internet before and, like, they just don't respond. I don't know if they don't see it. I feel like they most definitely do, but maybe they just, like, ignore it. And what I also find kind of sus is the fact that, almost all of them are either like married or dating a black man and the fact that they're all like doing these things so I wonder if they're like oh because I'm dating or I'm married to a black guy I can do this thing like I don't know if that's what they're thinking but it just seems like I just get a very like sus vibe from it I don't know I feel like there's something going on who knows maybe it's by chance but I don't know
0: it or just, because they also have like biracial children they feel yeah. like they can be part of it um, just, just not...
1: true it could be a fetish for like light-skinned babies which could be another thing we could talk about um like in general colorism has played a big part in beauty standards in particular and colorism is also more than just like beauty i think people tend to think about it like in the context of beauty but also like Impacts like jobs and even the types of people who are like if people with darker skin in general are more likely to be like criminalized, so that would also impact the way the justice system works. But for the sake of this episode, we're obviously going to talk about colorism in the realm of like beauty. People who fetishize biracial kids are like, yeah, I think that's like really gross because that just feels like trying to design your dream baby or something like it just feels like some weird way of like using another person just to get like the perfect looking baby and then you don't even know what the baby's gonna look like at the end of the day like I don't know why they want a light-skinned baby so much but that just goes to show how much light-skinned people are praised when it comes to like people of color in general they're praised more than anyone who's darker across like all races really
0: i feel like it creates kind of like a cop-out for people that have underlying races like tendencies just because like even i have experienced once like i was talking with somebody that i just said like i don't think that you'd ever date a black person like i just get that vibe from you that you'd only date like someone with blue eyes and blonde hair And he was like, no, like, I don't know what made you think that, like, I'm open to dating like all races. I just like, for example, like someone like you, like, I'd be fine to date someone with like your color of skin, like kind of caramel, like, like that. Like, for me, it's just like, if you have like really, really, like really, really black skin, like, that's like, just like not my type. Like, I just don't really like, I'm not attracted to that. But, you know, it really, like, it's not about the race. It's just, like, about how I feel, like, my preference. I just, and, like, he said this and felt so, like, completely fine to say this. Like, this is an acceptable thing to say. And, like, there's no, like, there's racism. It's not about race. Like, it's just about, like, my personal, like, how I feel on my attraction level. And that's not, one, that's not a compliment. And, two, it's just, like, how can you say that like, if your skin is just that black, then it's just not okay. Like, how can you say that and still not think it's about race? And I feel like that's a lot of people's, like, it's just it's just a cop-out just to say. And you probably wouldn't. Like, honestly, I always feel like even with, like, light-skinned people, you have to be so above-average looking. Like, you have to be, like, practically, like, model level to be considered by a white person as, like, yeah, I date any race. But for white people, you can be like so average and like be getting the mm-hmm. same person that you'd have to be a straight up supermodel to get if you were even like light skin or dark skin like anything. Like I
1: just I'm dead. <laughs> but um also like adding on to that, like for people of color to be like seen as like model status or even like attractive to a majority of white people oftentimes like the ones you see praised the most are the ones with like the most like whitest like looking
0: features mm-hmm. like light eyes <clears throat> like less curly hair
2: i feel like so. i see the standard too with just um for me it's like you're asian enough to be attractive and exotic looking but then you're also white so like it balances out like you're not too asian And I feel like that for me has just been a large part of like my struggle with my identity is just like being Asian enough or being white enough. You have to, a lot of people think that there needs to be like a standard and like a balance between that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's a very like harmful thing to put on, especially about like biracial people to like force them to feel, especially if they're white people are like telling them these things or even like just feeling like you are perceived that way by white people. I, don't know, I just feel like that's super harmful because then that's white people in general trying to put you in a certain box because that's how race really works in this country trying to keep people like in line with how they identify and not have people try and break out of that and I just think it can be like I don't know very harmful for a lot of reasons to not like try and accept even both or try and reject what it well like what does it even mean to be enough of something in general but Layla, what you said reminded me in general of how people are like, I'm not racist, I just have a preference. Like, I won't date or I won't marry someone like that. So I think we should break down that statement, because I bet there's people probably listening like, well, why is that wrong? Would any of you guys want to expand
0: on that? Honestly, I've had, this past year especially, I've had a lot of conversations about this with, like, people that I care about that think that for me, it's come up a lot with like eye color, like people being like, for me, like blue eyes, that's just what's most beautiful, like green eyes, like light eyes, like it's not really about like race, of course not, like it's just like a personal preference. And it's just really difficult to convince someone that that is just completely connected to like everything that you're consuming, like every, like the media you've grown up with, everything, and that's pushing you towards white women as the beauty standard and i had like an experience in portugal where like it really isn't as talked about like this particular issue because their blonde hair is super super idolized like blonde hair is everything like if you have naturally blonde hair it's like ah oh, everyone wants to touch it like everyone's like wow this is like crazy and i was talking with somebody about that like they were saying that to them like having blonde hair and blue eyes like it's just different like it's just like having brown hair and brown eyes like it's just not as special like it's just kind of plain like blue hair like i mean blue eyes and blonde hair like it's just uh and like they couldn't i in the end i couldn't convince them like that that was connected to race like but it's just saying that you only prefer someone with blue eyes is eliminating every like practically every person of color like almost every person of color has brown eyes and to say that you want someone with blue eyes that is saying that you want someone that's white basically like almost exclusively so i feel like it's and why do you want someone that's white like why is that what's most beautiful like who said that what leads you to think that like you can't like it's obviously if you've looked at why like why is that your preference like what
1: Yeah that's definitely weird like some people would be like oh I would never date a blank and like what's wrong with like insert race in the blank but what's wrong with like that statement is you're basically like canceling out millions of people and that just doesn't make sense like you're saying millions and millions of these people and you like don't find them beautiful you don't find them attractive you wouldn't marry them it's just like At that point, I think it's just rooted in more than just like also just like how you perceive their looks, but maybe even like a bias towards like their culture or even just like the way you stereotype or perceive their race. So it's definitely pretty racist to say you wouldn't date a certain race or
2: yeah. It's also just putting more pressure on just appearance and beauty for women of color. And it's like you're eliminating like, to have a relationship, like, with someone, you have to have, like, you have to be attracted to their personality, too. Like, it's not all about appearance, and I feel like a lot in high school, a lot of the attraction or relationships just comes from attraction, and yeah. or just
1: looks. Yeah, that's also just because a lot of people, were all just, like, young, so a lot of people, I don't think that's, like, the first thing that comes to their mind, you know, so takes women of color to the side if we're being honest but eventually eventually people come around they realize oh yeah personality that too
0: I feel like people pointing out certain physical features too and saying that that's their preference is just another way like another cop out of like trying to say like I did any race but my preference is long straight hair and like blonde hair blue eyes like it's i feel like that's similar like just because you're not saying i'd never date a black girl i'd never date you know it doesn't mean that that's like you, i feel like you just if you feel that way if you feel like i'd date anybody but i just think that blue eyes and blonde hair and straight long hair is just more beautiful than like you need to examine that
1: yeah it's like oh. a more subtle way of being racist mm-hmm.
2: also not just from like blue eyes and blonde hair but also body shape like a lot of men idolize like long skinny legs and you know like hourglass figures but then a lot of times like white women you see them they just have like long legs and they're just like skinny and then there's like such a like a huge broad range of like the types of body shapes and that eliminates that standard eliminates again just like all races there's
1: so many races yeah are- literally yeah there's just a lot of different like kinds of standards put upon women and then in general then you add race to the conversation and that's like a whole other barrier because people you can't change your race unless you're what's her name Rachel Dolezal or whatever that one woman but you can't change your race Rachel I don't know what's up with her but you just can't do that so that's like asking for so much to in particular for women of color to be like okay you can try and make your body look a certain way or dress a certain way but change your eye color I don't know about that you can get a nose job if you know if you have a more ethnic nose and you don't want that anymore but in general you just like can't change who you are at the end of the day and I think that's like a toxic thing to I guess think about because then you're kind of beating yourself up about why you don't look a certain way but you can't help it you know and also reminded me What you're you're saying about, like, young people in general with, like, attraction, how it's mainly white people together. I said this a long time ago, but mixed-race couples in high school, like, in particular at Lincoln, is literally blondes and brunettes. Like, that's what it feels like. Like, that's the most interesting it'll be, you know? I could only think of, like, one couple, but yeah, I just remembered that. And I was like, that's literally what it feels like, but blondes and brunettes together, you know?
0: I can't think of any. I'm gonna think it. No, I
1: can't think of any. I brought up nose shapes because I just remembered that. But I know for me at least, I have like my nose isn't like I don't know I don't know how to describe it, but it's not like pointed up a little bit and has like a smooth, like flat curve. And I used to like not really like it. Just because there's like so much like cartilage in the front, and I would see a lot of like white women in particular, they have like a cute little like button nose and it's like all perfectly shaped, never moves. I don't know, my nose, like, I don't know, it feels like it moves and it's slightly crooked too. So I don't know, I was just like always annoyed by that. I was like, why did I get the worst nose in this house? Because I know my brother has a better nose than me. I was like, what's up with that? Anyway, I always just felt like I didn't like it that much but I'm starting to like it more and especially like more so like the side profile because it's not like a smooth little curve I don't know I'm finding to take things that are not conventionally like white and like instead of not liking it I'm being like oh this is different this is cool like why can't I like it like why shouldn't I but I don't know if any of you guys have thoughts on like nose shapes, cause I know that's like another big thing, especially with people of color.
2: I mean, for me, I have like a pretty like small nose. It's not um, very different, but I used to hate it cause I'm like missing cartilage, I feel like. So it's like really squishy. Whenever I would smile, it would just like get really big when I was younger. And for me, I feel like kind of like the opposite of you, but I would see white girls with really like structured noses. Mm-hmm. They like pointed and like really perfect and they like don't move when they smile. And, but, um, I relate to you, like, now I'm like, oh, my nose, like, it's good. Like, I like it. It's different. Like, it's missing cartilage, but, like, that's fine.
1: <laughs> we can talk about hair for a little bit. Curly versus straight hair. Layla's face really said it off <laughs> yeah. for people who can't see us, but would you want us, do you want to start on that, that whole thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that hair... <coughs> is a really just big part of your appearance. Like you're a huge part of your appearance is defined by your hair, which is really just why my hair has just kind of been my nemesis for like most of my time growing up, just because with hair just sets you apart so much more. I feel like than other things, like, yes, like I have darker skin, I have darker eyes, like I look different. But then with my hair, in addition to all of that stuff, I just felt like, it's impossible for me to even compete. Like, I can't... Like, there are so many things that I wish, like, or I wished that I could do with my hair when I was younger, like, flip it over my shoulder, like, swoosh it around, like, all this kind of stuff that I would see, like, people doing, like, like, no one could, like, braid my hair. Like, people would be like, no, like, I want to try to braid your hair. Like, I just braided, like, this girl's hair in a French braid. Like, I want to try yours, and I'd always be, like, super embarrassed. Like, I know you're not going to be able to do it, because my hair is tangly. My hair is curly, like, it's not like that, like, and I don't know, I just feel like a huge source of my kind of internalized racism growing up came from my hair, like, I hated it, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I really wished every single day that my hair was less curly, just because I felt like, how am I supposed to even compete, like, if my hair, like, I can't get it to go down, I can't get it to go, like, I don't know, it's just like, and then constantly, like, being, like, asked, like I mentioned the last time, like, if I ever straightened my hair, like, what it looked like, if I, they could see a picture of my hair when it was straight, like, if there was, like, an event coming up, like, some kind of party or some kind of school event, everybody would be like, oh, are you going to straighten your hair for the event? Like, as though, like, that's what I need to do to look formal, that's what I need to do to, like, dress up, I need to straighten my hair, like, I don't know, it just... No, yeah. I just I imagine. That,
1: but I could imagine, like growing up in Portland in particular, like that feeling would probably be stronger compared to like other schools or other environments. But it's also so weird how, like, white people in general, like anyone who has curly hair, they'd be like, "Oh, are you straightening it for like the dance or whatever?" But then they curl their hair for the same thing. I don't understand that. I was like, like that makes no sense to me. Like why would you expect a person of color that has curly hair to straighten it, but then you're like, oh no, I'm gonna curl mine though. Like that's different.
0: Yeah. I yeah, honestly it's been like annoying me that <clears throat> lately, I don't know about maybe just within Lincoln or more widely, definitely more widely, like it's become more trendy to have more of an ethnic look and like look more like have your hair more curly, like Like, people that have, like, wavy hair but would straighten it every single day all through, like, middle school and high school are now kind of, like, I want to braid it the night before, and I want it to look more curly and, like, voluminous, and I want it to get out to here. And, like, I want to – and, like, now it's just kind of something that's, like, you look cool, you look different, like, you look, like – it's part of your, like, style, it's part of your aesthetic right now that, like, just looks really cool. And then, like, for me, always growing up, like, it was just such – everybody would be, like – I don't know. It's just annoying. Like now it's like this thing and everyone's now like, like I love your hair. Like I wish I had hair like yours. I'm just like, no, like you really don't like you genuinely don't. And I wish that you wouldn't actually even say that to me. That's not a compliment to me. To me, that's just like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. yeah. That's a
1: weird compliment. Yeah. I was always iffy about my hair. Definitely not to the extent as yours for obvious reasons because I'm not black but I had super curly hair and I was very like self-aware of it because I I would only like wear it in its natural like form like few times out of the year and every time there was always comments by teachers students and it was just like Eah. like I didn't like that extra weird attention and people be like oh my god I love that I really want it or just like weird comments and I also didn't like it sometimes because it made me feel like okay now I'm like really like I'm like moving away from whiteness right right now like my look right now is like hello she's not white like you know so I was always like very oh I don't know if I should like do that because then that makes me like stick out more or should I just like straighten my hair and then like keep going with the day but yeah, that's what I was, like, more aware about. It was, like, being able to, like, notice that other people are perceiving me as, like, less white than if my hair was, like, straight, like, most days. Mm-hmm. But
0: Yeah, like, comments that you get from people. Like, if you do want to do, like, something like, not, use, like, just wear your hair down. Like, and then knowing that when you get to school, you're going to have to deal with, like, at least 25 people coming up and, like, saying something about it. Like, that always stopped me. Like, I would want to wear my hair down and just, like, see what it looked like and, like, experiment with it. But then I would just be, like, horrified at the idea of, like, getting all of that attention just based on my hair. Like, because it's not, like, you don't, if you're at a school where every single person has the same, like, straight hair, like, you're the only person that, oh, one of the only people that has hair like yours. Then, of course, like, if you go to school, like, with your natural hair, everyone's going to have something to say about it because... They, they're not used to it. And so it's just like a big commitment, I feel like. And I wouldn't, I never wanted to have to deal with all that. Like, and I did, even if I wore my hair in like a slightly different style, it would be like everyone had something to say about it, which would just be really annoying. And I feel like I also just, have now like realized that I wish that I'd grown up in a place where a lot of people had hair like mine because I never even learned a lot about my hair. Like it's only recently that I've started to do different stuff. I used to literally just wear like a bun on top of my head every single day or French braids every single day because I didn't know what else to do with it. There I had nobody around me that could like like I never really learned about like box braids. I never learned about dreads. Like, I never learned about any of the other like multitude of amazing things that I can do with my hair just because no one had hair like me. And then also it was just something that really isolated me from the others in terms of like, whenever like we were having a sleepover and we were all taking showers or something like that. If I wanted to do my hair, like it takes me like 45 minutes to an hour in the shower to do my hair and everyone else, it takes like 15 minutes. And they're always like, why are you taking so long? Like what, like, why can't you like, or, like, I don't want to get my hair wet because if I get my hair wet, then I'm going to have to deal with all this other stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. Just get your hair wet. It's fine. Like, stuff like that. Like, you should – it's just hard if no one can relate, like, and you can't relate to anyone. That's just
1: – I want to talk about one quick thing before time runs out, but Hannah mentioned something about, like, being perceived perceived as, like, exotic enough. And I just, like, wanted to expand further on, like, that whole notion in general of, like, women of color being perceived as exotic and in particular that's why like people would want to pursue them like just for that reason and yeah we can talk more about that Hannah, if you wanted to talk more or yeah yeah
2: um, I'm trying to think I mean the first thing that comes to my head is um, just little comments like oh you're cute for an Asian or like you're a little cute little Asian type of thing and it's just like why can't I just be cute like you have to add the Asian part in that is and it's just like further just puts like a st- another standard on just like for a woman of color just to be Asian, to be cute, or to be perceived as beautiful is, it's just so much more pressure on that. And then I think the whole exotic thing is, I think for just like a lot of white men, um, the idea that they're dating someone or attracted to someone that looks different than them and has, I mean, a different look or a different skin color, um, maybe, that, maybe that makes them feel better. like they're dating someone and Mm -hmm. they feel cool about it you know because of like the appearance that it might look
1: of them um, together. I was thinking about like how in general a lot of like young like women growing up especially because there's like so many things about standards when you're growing up whether it's like the fashion industry and like magazines influencers like really like almost anything there's always like this I think, thing in the back of your mind that's, like, however, like, beautiful you think you are can, like, be validated by, like, the patriarchy, you know, like, if men think you're pretty, therefore, you are pretty, and then you're, like, yes, I'm so beautiful, or whatever, so I, like, know, like, Layla, when you brought this up in the first episode, that, like, no woman of color likely, like like, ever brought this up, but I think everyone knew that, like, deep down there's like this sort of feeling of like oh you are not pretty just because you are not white because you know you're you're in a dominantly white school if like in particular for like straight men and like straight women like men aren't in general like white men aren't going to go for like for women of color or even like even if they don't go for them even just to like think they're pretty because there's this whole thing with like men in general are nicer to people they find attractive, you know, which is also just a whole ridiculous thing, but oftentimes the person that they find is attractive is a white woman, so, and I honestly think, like, women of color were just, like, on the sidelines of Lincoln, and just literally any white high school in general, and just, like, watching everything, I mean, like, okay, like, this is it, like, this is it for me, Mm -hmm. but quarantine especially has been a very like reflective period of high school and I don't see myself ever going to that low point or even just like feeling bad in general about not being white Mm -hmm. and that's why I've kind of liked quarantine as much as it sucked it's really been a whole like mental glow up Mm -hmm. sorry Hannah for going back to Lincoln that's (laughs) you know sounds rough (laughs) well, but, <laughs> yeah but honestly like after knowing so many people's political views like through social media I feel like going back to high school is gonna be like intense like there's gonna be like some real things going on oh.
2: mm-hmm. yeah. big conversations <laughs> yeah sure.
0: but, I agree that like now kind of it has happened more in these past couple months like with everything going on and like social justice I definitely used to really like give self-worth like I'd like give myself self-worth based on like the fact that like no one would like go for me at Lincoln like no one like that just was not at all like a part of my high school experience or my life like I I wasn't even like like it just wasn't even like in the realm of like yes this is something that's ever like in my life like exactly (laughs) I was just so like I had no expectation of that at all and then like I would really like be like wow that means, like, none of these people are, like, attracted to me, like, or think I'm attractive, like, I guess I'm really not attractive, and, like, I'm never gonna ever find someone, like, it's gonna be the same everywhere, like, I feel like now that with everything going on, like, I really don't care, like, so much more, like, I don't care that, like, this, like, specific sector of guys at Lincoln, like, aren't interested in me like honestly I feel a little bit lucky like I feel better about it now and I feel like I feel like more confident that as I like move forward in my life like I'm gonna be in situations where I'm gonna be around people that like value me and like value people like me and then I won't have to like experience that again hopefully but I'm just glad that I don't feel like I need to kind of find self-worth in like this male gaze like their male gaze like I really am yeah that's what i feel like
1: that concludes the first part the second part will be uploaded in the next few days so continue to watch out for that um but like always i hope you learned something and yeah thanks for listening